Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast is sponsored by fine people like Roger Anderson. This is Face the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast. Episode negative zero seven one, sitting in my tree. Sitting in My Tree was released as the B-side for Imposters of Life's Magazine in October 1967. It was also the seventh track a year later on the Idol Race's first album, The Birthday Party. In the number six 1989 issue of the Face the Music fanzine, Gil wrote, Sitting in My Tree was a different crate of cabbages, much more indicative of the forthcoming album. Sitting in My Tree married a nursery rhyme lyric to a music hall melody and told the tale of obsessive insanity. It was written from the viewpoint of a crazy deluded character who believed himself to be of perfect sanity but doubted the same of the idiots on the ground who waved as he sat in his tree making important confidential notes. As with much of Jeff's early songwriting, it revealed a somewhat twisted sense of humor to the point of black comedy and the seemingly lighthearted approach to what was sometimes an almost menacing subject. In the July 13, 2012 issue of Record Collector, Nick James wrote, In what has since gone on to be labeled Toy Town Psychedelia, Lynn's writing traded on a very English mix of childlike wonder, absurdist humor, and music hall, with the fantastic meeting the mundane in an eclectic multi-hued landscape punctuated by everyday life. Drummer Roger Spencer preferred a more prosaic description, Rupert Bear music. The song was covered by The Tables on their 2000 EP, The Tables Play Idle Race. I love to count things. I know. Hi, I'm Eric Winsenson. And I'm Eric Paul Johnson. Eric and Eric sitting in a tree. Opposite sides, platonically. <laughs> um. So anyway, Sitting in a Tree is the flip side to Imposters of Life's Magazine, where it belongs. <laughs> we start off with Obla D, Obla Da, and then go into a fake Jamaican accent, and, eh, and he's sitting in a tree waving at people. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's really about it. That's all you got? Yeah, I Obla Dee Obla Da is not my favorite Beatles song either. Hmm. But it's not really that bad. But this was just okay, you're sitting in a tree. What's with the accent? And what's the point of this other than somebody said, okay, what about the second song? Well, I'm glad that we finally get to hear a song written by Jeff Lynne. I mean, at least there's that. And we should probably stop that joke, because we pretty much ran it into the ground last week. That joke was old <laughs> when radio was just a funny noise from Schenectady. So I first heard this in probably like spring, March, 1986. A friend found a copy of the Birthday Party album and gave it to me. And 
I love it. I, actually, I always liked it. And I always liked Obla Di Obla Da, one of the better Paul songs on the album. It's fun. It's bouncy. It's whimsical. It's entertaining. I don't know about Jamaican accent. I'm definitely hearing some sort of British accent. Maybe he's been spending too much time hanging around with Herman from the Hermits. I love the piano solo. I think it's a fun little bouncy song. And that's why I like it. It's fun. It's whimsical. It's not too heavy. It's got that music hall sound that I really like. Uh, I think I was expecting probably a bit more. I knew it was going to be kind of a music hall thing. And those sometimes are good. Sometimes, eh, like, uh, well, um, your mother that's, should know. I know it, was, it. I knew it wasn't Does Your Mother Know? Because I knew that was ABBA. Yeah. That's an example. One that's actually worse than this. Uh <laughs> Yeah, even the Beatles, a lot of times it's questionable would they pull it off. Maybe it's because always whenever one of these bands try to do it, they're going, hey, look, we're doing a music hall thing is a joke. <laughs> and they're, since they're just doing it as a joke, it's, oh, we're all having fun. We There's a nice little atmosphere in the studio <laughs> yeah i'm sure there is yeah and Especially... we're all having fun aren't you having fun too <laughs> ever tried to tell a joke well no you wouldn't because you don't drink <laughs> no i don't but if anybody's ever tried a joke they heard when drunk and how funny it was and try to tell it sober <laughs> you probably endured somebody trying to do that to you <laughs> yeah yeah or when they're very, very drunk and they think they're the funniest people on earth and you're sober and you're yeah, just you... trying to get them home before they mess up your car. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, they don't always have to be drunk either because I have plenty of sober people come in and tell me, oh, there was this funny thing and, and then recite the lines from some comic show they saw. And, and it's like, no, there's a reason why that person is up on stage and you're back here making pizzas with me. Yeah, that's the reason why doing a fake British accent in the Dead Parrot skit doesn't get you as many laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just always feel like, yeah, they're having a good time. They're they're enjoying themselves, and they're uh, having a nice laugh and everything, but you had to be there. I mean, I could see that. I don't know. The fun translated over to me. I love the lightheartedness of it. Nice for a change, considering what the last two songs that we've had uh, was about people faking it, that we all fake it to some degree to get through life and impress other people. The other song before that was someone who feels terrible that he is just like his dad and he doesn't want to be just like his dad, but that's the mold that he was raised in and he just can't seem to break that mold. And now we have a fun little song about someone who... It might be mentally unstable, but in a harmless, whimsical way, just sitting up on a tree counting people. And he thinks they're stupid. I don't think they're stupid. I think they're being polite. I mean, if somebody waves and, oh, hi, how you doing? I think that's good. Anyway, and, and what's he complaining about? Because in the bridge, all I want is people to be kind. All I want is for and people are being kind. They're waving at him. Then he wants them to walk slower so he can keep an accurate count of the 
under tree traffic. What would really concern me in this case is there's a hippie in a tree. <laughs> I'd be concerned as if that's where they grew. <laughs> and petition that that tree be removed from the city rather quickly. <laughs> I think they grow in marijuana fields. Well, how mushrooms, <laughs> how mushrooms grow around trees and that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. As for the bridge, I'm stumped. Sometimes I think it's Jeff Lynne. Sometimes I think it might be somebody else in the band singing it, just because it sounds like a different voice from the verses and the chorus of the song. I mean, I know Jeff Lynne has it in him to make that voice, because we hear that voice later on in ELO. But it also kind of, I don't know, the first half of that bridge sounds like Jeff Lynne. second half of that bridge sounds like it might be somebody else but it also could be jeff lynn jeff is the only listed vocalist on the song and we'll have to go with that or you know jeff lynn six two three eight five oh three three seven five call now i think once again jeff lynn is way ahead of his time it's 1967, and he says, I even count the ladies and the men, saying that there are other genders in the world besides ladies and men. He was like 50, 60 years ahead of the gender revolution of the early 21st century. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did think it was kind of an interesting little wordplay when he says that he'll stop counting people from his tree when I meet a girl who I cannot count on. I know Most of the time you would think, well, that's just some girl who's going to run around and cheat on you <laughs> and plays you for a fool. But since his whole bit is just sitting up in trees counting people, maybe what he's doing is counting the people that he doesn't think would be a good match for him. Nope, not that one. One. Nope, not that one. Oh, but that girl, I think she's the one right there. And then he stops counting because he's found her. And then he catcalls her. Hey, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Now, you know, the traditional go- way of meeting a woman. Mm-hmm. Now, instead of going from just a hippie in a tree, now I'm thinking of Wild Man Fisher up in a tree. My name <laughs> is Larry! Hollering out, hey, baby. Anyways, he's got a whole happy plan laid out, just sitting in a tree counting people, and when he meets the one girl that he doesn't need to be counting, Larry! they marry and they live in a tree counting people again. It's kind of how me and the wife met. <laughs> Got something to say about sitting in my tree? Then call the telephone line voicemail. Six two three eight five oh three three seven five. Call now. Butterfly is the only girl for me, but she's living way up in a tree. Well, hello. This is Doctor Troy. And now, here are some random thoughts I had while listening to Sitting in My Tree. Okay, musically, the song reminds me of When We Was Fab by George Harrison. The piano solo in the middle of the song reminds me of the recurring piano riffs in Harrison's song. And also, even though it doesn't sound much like it, But the song in its quirkiness 
kind of reminded me of ELO's Jungle from Out of the Blue. And although I don't think Jeff has ever said he was influenced by sitting in my tree, I kind of like to think that maybe as he was working on Jungle, he kind of thought back to this song. Who knows? Also musically, it reminds me of David Bowie's All the Mad Men. Now, if you haven't heard this song, in the song, Patient in an Insane Asylum is sitting in judgment on those who are outside. And he's basically saying, you think I'm mad, you're mad. And if I'm mad, I would rather stay here with all the madmen than to be outside with you. And finally, the song kind of reminds me of the Danish philosopher Soren Kierkegaard. In his book, Attack Upon Christendom, Kierkegaard talks about how he sits on his porch every Sunday. He lived in a small house on a hill above the local church. And even though Kierkegaard believed in God, he didn't want to associate with the hypocrites that went to church every Sunday. So every Sunday morning he would sit on his porch, smoking his cigar, and he would watch these people go into the church. Oh, Mr. Harris, you're going to church, but last night you were with the pastor's wife. Oh, there goes the pastor. But I've seen you with the church secretary. And oh, there's Mr. Davis. He owns the mill downtown, but he hasn't paid his workers in months. So how dare you sit in judgment upon me for not joining you in church when you haven't cleaned up your life? Oh, well, those are some random thoughts I had while listening to Sitting in My Tree. I'll talk to you next week. Feast the Music, a pre-ELO song-by-song podcast, is a production of Radio Trolla Entertainment Assorted Deli Meets Amalgamated. You can contact us by voicemail at 623-850-3375 or email us at eloftmpodcast at gmail.com and we'll read and reply to it on the show. Keep up to date by joining our Facebook group and spread the word by sharing the link or giving us a quick rating on iTunes. Subscribe to our YouTube page, the Electric Light Orchestra Podcast Channel, to hear other goodies. You can financially support the podcast at patreon.com slash elopod or PayPal using the podcast's email address or send a check or money order to P.O. Box 1932, Superior, Arizona 85173. Next week, episode negative 070, Fire Brigade. 